Peter, I think I have to respond a little bit here because it wasn't fair to our listening audience. And I have to say this first. Whoever put a jump on our plays, let's go. Because we jumped up pretty quick. I opened that thing up Saturday morning of this weekend and I was like, oh, people are people are listening. Uh, but I forgot two things and here's why. Last week in the middle of our episode, I got a text message because the flooding, the, su- the southern regional April flooding, April showers and May flowers, uh, ants came up through my shower while we were recording. Like they came up into my shower like through the drain because the flooding had happened. And so like through the last half of that episode, I was kind of like panic talking while trying to figure out what to do about these ants that were in my shower while we were recording. And there were two things specifically that I forgot to bring up. Now, the first is this, and neither of these things are that important, but to me, if I don't put them on record, they didn't happen. A few people saw this at a certain point. I'm pretty sure AJ Gray saw this. At a certain point during my show, while I'm running around going, keep to your times and being annoying, Fandango in full gear is riding around the backstage on a skateboard, just majestically in big wide oval circles, cruising, seemingly meditating. And I look up and I thought, my life is just so full of blessings because not only is one of my favorite WWE characters of all time here working on my show against my tag team partner Ali Catch. What we also have is he's on a skateboard in the backstage cruising and chilling while I'm panicking about my show ending on time and I'm having to go tell him, "Hey pal, can you cut a little can you cut a little time on there?" and he's like, "No problem, man." And it was majestic. So, Peter, you know how sometimes the forces inside of me get hungry for certain things and a lot of times those things are dessert like cakes and pies yes i get very hungry for cake and pie and so after all of the events after dropping off the kids at wrestlemania i had actually gotten that hotel where lotto stayed at and i was wandering around the deep ellum district of dallas which are you familiar with deep ellum it's all it's all the things they warn you about in church in one set of blocks from food to it's booze, all the cake shops, tattoos, drugs, cake, it's all there. So I'm wandering around and I've got that cash in my pocket, WrestleMania style, and the demonic urge to put needles in my skin for permanent art. And I'm wandering around going, I got to get a tattoo. I got to do it right now. And you know, like I, when I, there's a reason there's a Gretsch hollow body guitar in my house. And it's not because I play it all the time. It's because I had to go get one or my body would not stop shivering and having deep thoughts about Gretsch guitars. And who knows if it's me thinking it doesn't matter. But as I'm wandering around, all these tattoo places are packed and people are in line. They all want to get their roses and their mom tattoos. And right next to the last tattoo shop I walk by is a big pie restaurant. And I go in. And I order two big slices of pie. And I got some hot tea, too, because at this point, my voice... What kind of pie? Well, I got a a blueberry meringue pie. It was like a very creamy deal. And then I got some kind of chocolate caramel dessert deep. You know, I've got to have a little fruity and I've got to have a little chocolatey. I can't have one or the other. I need Uh kind of a combo. And so I'm in here eating this pie. And I'm drinking my tea to get my voice back. And... I've been making fun of Billy Corgan a lot, and I think that you know some things are serendipitous. And I had been making fun of Billy Corgan all weekend to Paro because it gets him really mad, and I didn't have to fight him. So as long as I can run fast enough from him, I can do what I want. And 
freaking Smashing Pumpkins comes on over while I'm huffing down two pieces of pie in the middle of Deep Ellum, and it was a sign. It's a sign to me. It's a sign to the world. We're on the right path, Peter. I couldn't leave that out. My brain was a little frazzled when the ants came into my house, but people need to know that while I was consuming my dark demonic treats and regaining my voice, and I couldn't get a tattoo, even though my demonic urge was scratching at my soul, I knew I was in the right place and I found that pie shop and Billy Corgan came on and I said, you know what? We're doing it here. We're doing it. You're still a dweeb, Billy. I'll stand by that. This week, we don't have a presenting sponsor that told us to sponsor them, but I'm choosing the sponsor, Peter, and I'm going to let you know all about them. It's WrestleBuds. And that's Buds with a Z. You can Google WrestleBuds or find them on Twitter. I don't know if I can give you direct information to the website. I will tell you this. As far as adult dessert treats that get you uh, taken to space, WrestleBuds, boy, they've got it going on. And I know they have a 420 sale coming up. WrestleBuds with a Z. I know that's what it is on Twitter. Check it out. Uh, they gave me these cereal bars that you just break it up and put it in the milk and eat it like real cereal, but it's got the extra frosting and all that. And it is a marvelous experience. We'll get to what I did after I ate that bar uh, later, but we're now going to get into West Coast, Best Coast, as long as you can get there. Because all weekend, I enjoyed myself tremendously on the West Coast, but I'm constantly reminded that the amount of travel it takes to get to and from the West Coast is not good for me. And I hear the West Coast right now going, hey man, that's not us, that's not our fault. But I will say this, West Coast people... The rest of the world doesn't exist out there. And you're three hours behind, so news already happens before you even wake up. You're on the coast with weather that's the same all year round, so you don't have the weather in common with people of, oh, it's cold now, it's hot now. Y'all live on your own island, and it's beautiful, but I couldn't do it. i got to be attached to the hustle and bustle of the East Coast. i got to be on the forefront of everything. But I do like getting to the West Coast, but not getting to the West Coast. Does that make sense, Peter? Yeah. Now, knowing... How bad travel's been lately, you know, like the airline I'm supposed to ride home on, which we'll get to, they canceled 2,000 flights last weekend. Oh, God. Because they've just run out of pilots. The pilots are like, we're not going to come in anymore. This is crazy. They're too drunk. They're drunk or we're making them fly too much. And so they're doing the thing where they're like, hey, uh, might have COVID. And they're like, oh, and they're like, you told me I had to leave for 10 days if I might have COVID. See ya. So they have no pilots for the flights. It's a thing. But I did fly out there, American Airlines, great job, guys. You you handled me well on the flight. I got there the night before, though, because I know with getting to the West Coast, the last thing you want to do is get to L.A. and be in a rush, because L.A. will fight you if you are in a rush. I've spent so many times in Los Angeles, and the second you can stop selling for traffic and selling for cars and selling for how long stuff takes, and, oh, the Ubers are expensive and this, it nothing will get you anymore. You will be totally fine. Now, we did start the episode with a little bit of this California farming tradition. Peter, how do you feel about the cherry AK-47 from the farms of Californians? I feel stimulated. Good. Yeah, it's a high sativa. It's a party time. It's a good one. But I got there Friday night, and I landed, and I was immediately told, hey, we're going to go get dinner. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm at the airport, right? So you obviously want to go to the lift station. Here's where I'm going to fill everybody in. There's a station at LAX you have to go to for taxis. Mm-hmm. And they have the taxis, they have the Lyft, they have the Uber, they have the something else. There's all these different things. But it, once you get there, you got to request it. And then the, the Uber's got to come back. And they're not in a rush. There's a whole line of taxis, Peter. And in my experience, they're a little bit sketchier. They're a little bit easier. 
but they're always cheaper than the Ubers and the Lyfts to go wherever you need to go. And so I hopped in the taxi immediately, like no wait time. And I said, to Manhattan Beach, we're going to the Kettle Pot. I think it's called the Kettle Pot or it's called the Kettle. Either way, kettles come up a lot in this episode. Well, twice at least. There's kettles. So I go to this restaurant and we're all outside waiting for the table. Like this place is hot spot, Manhattan Beach, beautiful. What a dream. And I said, well, if I have time, we may as well multifunction here. And in California, they deliver the legal goods to you via bicycle. Delightful. So as I'm waiting bicycle. for a table, oh yeah, I'm waiting for a table at this restaurant and I'm standing outside and I order the plants and I have them delivered to me at the restaurant. Now we get our table right then. I get inside. Spoiled. Spoiled rotten. And this is why it's so confusing again, Peter, because my charges haven't even posted. They have not even posted my charges from when I was arrested like two months ago. It's crazy, right? What is, what, so what does that mean? It means my lawyer is still looking to see where the charges are, and they just haven't even put them up yet. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I was arrested. I did not dream this, Peter. This Can, was... Oh, okay. This is... Sorry. No, do we it. We may have to cut this. Can you give me the time that you got arrested? Yeah, 100%. I can give you okay. all the details. Okay. I can give you the exact roads. Okay. I went in a jailhouse that I don't know if anyone's ever been in. Like, it was just in the woods. It was scary. It's uh, <laughs> amazing. We'll have to talk deeper yeah. on that okay. one day. It is what it is. I'm going to scare my, I think my mom listens to this podcast. I'm going to okay, scare we'll, her. We'll cut. No, we don't have to cut. I mean, we don't have to cut it. We just, let's get into it, Peter. Okay. Let's, okay. This is a real podcast. Okay. This is what happens. Yeah. I'm in California. <laughs> I get it delivered. Myself and uh, good my good friend, uh, Big Breakfast, I'm going to call him here. We said, let's take a walk. We ordered, we'll take a walk. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you about these California kids. This is where the dad version of me comes out, which had to come out a few times this weekend. We're walking down to the beach. It's a couple blocks from this restaurant. And there are kids on bikes following us saying, give me a hit of that adult jazz cigarette. <laughs> and I'm going, no. And we went back to the restaurant and somebody joked, oh, you should have just given those kids a hit of that adult jazz cigarette. And I was like, People already think we're crazy out here. The GC Dub locker room. We can't be walking around Manhattan Beach letting the children smoke. It's easy enough. I'm sure those kids are going to smoke if they want to smoke. They're going to find it. It's California. Not from me, young man. And I had to like dad shoo away children to be like, you kids get away from here. This is adult time. You're not welcome here. In the middle of my uh, dinner smoke break. It was beautiful, though. And now here's what's marvelous. I met up with everybody. We hung out for a while. MLJ was there. Jimmy Lloyd was there. Jimmy Lloyd has not gone home since Dallas. So he went from Dallas straight to L.A. and has just been kind of hanging out West Coast style. West oh, wow. Coast Jimmy on another level of cool. Uh, but we hung out. We chilled. And we went to bed. And it's magic because a lot of nights you get there and you're like, the jet lag messes you. You don't get enough sleep. You're out with your boys. You see your friends. It's, you know, you don't want to go to bed. But I was like, oh, shoot, we're going to bed pretty early. I'm not going to speak too much on this subject because I really honor and respect this person. But I did share a room with Joey Janela. And I will say this. He can sleep with the TV on. And I can I can get by with the TV on. But I don't prefer it. But, it, you know, he was in the room first. That's fine. You want to leave a little noise on on the TV. I accidentally watched the film Hitch twice. Oh, no. So he puts on, you know, TBS and Hitch starts and he goes immediately to sleep. And I watch most of Hitch and then fall asleep. And I wake up, obviously, before Joey sleeping in. And Hitch is on again. And I rewatch most of Hitch while I'm trying to wake up and get my life together. It's 
it's a better movie than it should be, but I don't need to see it twice and or the TV cut of anything. And poor Will Smith, you know, they're really milking him out because he can't do anything right now, but they're going to play his movies and get the controversial money. So good for Kevin James. Good for Will Smith. I think who else is in that? Eva Mendez, maybe? She had a great role in the film Holy Motors, which was the previous film of a Titane director. I'm trying to remember his name right now. I can't. It's fine. Look it up. Holy Motors. Eva Mendes is in it. It's one of the most bizarre, beautiful human films out there. Uh, okay. So the next morning, California. Here's the problem. Everybody's getting to California, or they're not getting to California, and nobody knows really what to do or where to go. And so everybody just starts contacting Effie. And I'm like, well, listen, we're going to go eat some brunch. All right. So if you want to come with us, you got to come to the brunch restaurant. They're like, we can't meet at a hotel. I was like, I'm out of the room. Like we're done with the hotel. It's brunch city. So we go down to coffee and company, one of my favorite LAX near, near LAX brunch spots. And I'm sorry to the guy that I may have offended, but I will say this, the area around LAX is not the best part of LA. It's not my favorite part. I'm not saying it's a bad part, but it's like, if you have a choice of where you want to be in LA, it's not hanging around LAX in the sun where, where nobody lets you use the bathroom. The only nice spot I've found is that coffee and company, and it's beautiful, and and there's a few reasons. One, it's very nice and easy, and they see fast, and they'll seat a big party, and we have all our luggage. Like We're not convenient to a restaurant, but they also have two things that I keep coming back for, and they make me, I think, a better wrestler. Number one is the lobster omelet. My God, what a marvelous creation. Lobster meat, cheese, avocado, vegetables some kind of weird sauce it's magic the lobster omelet and they serve it with seasoned potatoes that are perfect lots of coffee i know uh my tag partner had a a mimosa there that looked pretty good you kind of had to do it yourself with a little cute mini bottle but then the second item is the hawaiian sweet bread french toast which pal this stuff is as decadent as you can imagine i never i of course. They take whole you? loaves of Hawaiian sweet bread and cut it up and dip it in that sauce and that cinnamon and they fry it up and it's so good and they serve it with fruit and it's fancy. Now, one thing about this restaurant and people who have been there will attest to this. If you're in the restaurant, you can kind of hear music slightly. If you go in the bathroom of this restaurant, Peter, it's like being in a soundproof like nightclub where all you can hear is the rhythm of the night. Like the music gets so loud in that bathroom, which you know, for someone who hasn't pooped, I don't know what it would be like, but it seems like if you do poop, it would be a helpful thing to have really loud music when you go in the bathroom. So the bathroom, that's where the music's coming from? It's like, like you're in the sound wave. You're in the Inception trailer in the coffee company bathroom. Holy shit. Incredible. Now, after this, here's where I tell you, I was a hungry boy this weekend, Peter, and it's probably just malnutrition from the last week of not eating enough. We left here and AJ Gray pulled up in an Uber Tesla, which he was, you know, wow. showing off about because it looks sickening. Then we immediately went to the taco truck next door and ordered a whole nother plate of food and a large horchata. And it was perfect and delicious. Now, in California, in a lot of the houses, they don't have air conditioning. And people can combat me on this. They say, I have air conditioning. I live in California. I don't give a shit. I've been in a lot of houses in California that don't have air conditioning. I don't know why this has to cross over to the Uber's trying to cook us alive with no air conditioning. And I even, I had this in multiple Ubers this weekend where I was just like in the car and I was like, it is very hot in this car. 
And if I turn the air on, they like turn it off. Or if you roll the window down, they roll it back up. And you're like, is this is this a tactic to get us ready for the melting of the earth? I don't know. It was crazy. But we all got in a giant XL Uber and we went straight to the venue. Now, we are having the collective here in Los Angeles next year in this Ukrainian Cultural Center, which is almost a perfect venue, except for the area where we have to be in, which is completely outdoor next to a parking deck. And I'm there in the sun, and it's fine, I think, if I sort of have to suffer in the sun. I think it's fine. But when I see some of the other people suffering in the sun, like when I see Minoru Suzuki sitting out just in the sun with his eyes closed, just and you know he's had 400 matches this month, and he can qualify for AARP, and he's had a lot on his mind since that kiss rattled something big in him. And we're going to have to watch the... Shout out to Pro Wrestling Cinema, who did the Pimpinella video with me, but also did... A seven and a half minute 4K video set to uh, Unchained Melody of myself and Minoru Suzuki's match. Here's why I bring that up so heavily here. Minoru Suzuki not only said hello to me, but he also laughed a lot and said no kisses when he saw me. Nuh-uh. And I know that this was also brought up in the meet and greet because people were posting pictures saying, how was the kiss with Effie? And he said, no more kisses. No kisses from Effie. And... That as a performer, boy, y'all can, y'all can, uh, y'all can take anything else from me. But that's you can't take you that from me. You should make that into a shirt. Just no more no kisses more with kisses. him making the gross face because yeah. he did the he wiped his mouth and did the whole thing. It was kind of a marvelous thing. But we're we're sitting out in the sun together. Now here's what's even crazier. Halfway through the day, I am told this. Now Bussy, Alley Catcher, myself have a tag team championship match on this very night. Against the Briscoes, which historically, there's a lot of information here. There's a lot of deep storytelling going on. The Briscoes, I find out midway through the day, are not going to make it. They're not going to make it. I go, well, shit. This is not good. Well, then I get a, a text once we get to the venue. We've been there about an hour. They said, the Briscoes found another way. The Briscoes are going to make it. But they're not going to get here. Well, were they going on like the Oregon Trail or I, something? Listen, with those two, I don't know. Like they're chicken farmers. There's there's some way they got there. <laughs> My wagon broke down. We took one of fantastic Mr. Fox's tunnels all the way to the West Coast for the gold rush. They don't talk like that at all, but that was sort of my old-timey version of the Briscoes. But I'm informed that they will get here halfway through the show. This is real, Peter. Now, I'm a professional wrestler. A lot of people would think otherwise, but I am a very, and this weekend I once again proved it to myself. I proved it to myself all the time as if there was any doubt, but I am a professional wrestler. I said, Allie, don't worry about this. They'll get here when they get here. We're going to have a match with them. We're going to win. We're going to kick their ass. It's all going to work out. She said, okay, I don't know. If you watch the show live, and this is no bullshit, and I'm not going to get deep into this, Peter. I don't want people behind every curtain in the world. At the moment, the last match finished before intermission, match four. That's when the Briscoes showed up. We were the match immediately after intermission because they had to catch a red eye back to the East Coast. They were showing up for roughly two hours. Now, I've shown up to L.A. for 12 hours, eight hours even. Wow. But these dudes roll up like a fucking chaos tornado, fresh off a plane from Sussex County, Maryland, chicken farmers with them big-ass purple belts. And they got in the ring with Bussy and... Will some people say that we were saved by my cis-hetero SGC friends? Maybe. But maybe the Briscoes earned that. Maybe they shouldn't have been fucking around where they shouldn't have been fucking around. And maybe Bussy just capitalized on a moment. 
But Bussy, in that evening, in the Ukrainian Cultural Center, became the tag team champions of GCW. Game Changer Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Bussy. What a marvelous moment, April 9th, 2022. We are in the zone, Peter. We are the tag team champions. Intergender, gay as fuck, Bussy. Tag Team Champions. Now, I'm saying the name Bussy a lot because I'm going to reference that again in a second. Uh, after the show, though, no rest for the wicked, baby. Pollo Del Mar comes in like a fucking freight train. Like a freight train. And she is actually getting us to San Francisco the next day. Now, me and Allie, we're celebrating. We got these new belts. It's the Ukrainian Cultural Center. I mean, I've had many marvelous moments there. And now... We are going to celebrate by going halfway to San Francisco to where, Peter? But Kettleman City. We ate at the kettle. We're going to Kettleman City. There's a lot of kettles. I don't know. We're going to have to look into this. Okay. What What was the kettle from Beauty and the Beast? Mrs. Potts? Mrs. Potts. Yeah. She had that little teacup boy. And who it was Angela Lansbury? Tale as old as time. Maybe you need to just start watching a bunch Tale of Tale as old as time. 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 Oh, I'm Mrs. Potts. Yeah, Angela Lansbury fucks, dude. That's true. I also only know those, uh, I only know those, those, uh, lyrics to the song i'm sure there are more lyrics to the song oh that's fantastic the price just dropped for those charlie xcx tickets my boy's excited now <laughs> okay shout out angela lansbury she's not dead i hope you know and rupaul actually a pretty big murder she wrote fan and tying back to what we are doing poya domar new new rupaul before she was shit as poya domar says oh. so poya's driving us and poya's fantastic it's the middle of the night i mean we're rolling and i feel in wrestling one of the absolute uh most underappreciated positions to be in it's not even the driver but the person who sits shotgun who helps him stay awake and make decisions and goes and i will say this i have an overactive bladder peter i'm about to go deal with it in the bathroom but it helps on road trips because if i constantly have to tell you to pull over you're never falling asleep and if i constantly put on new share covering abba songs well they're not new it's the same album it's the only album i like uh we're gonna sing along together and me and poyo damar and dark chic the lovely Dark Sheik, who had a career-defining moment on Sunday. And Alley Catch, with our belts, we all went to Kettleman City, and we got there at 3-something in the morning, and Priceline fucked up the hotel reservation, and I'm sitting here going, just fucking charge it. Just charge the damn thing. She goes, we'll get it worked out with Priceline. Just give me a minute. I go, man, it's 3.30 in the morning in Kettleman City. We're halfway to San Francisco. Charge it. They charged it. We were back on the road by 10 a.m. Now... We're at this hotel and Puyo Del Mar is knocking on the door at 9.45 because the reason we're leaving at 10 a.m. is she has to get the car back. She has to return the rental car. And as we emerge in the morning from this hotel, what we didn't even realize was like everyone from the show that was going to the next show is at this hotel. We all just were quiet when we arrived. So everyone starts popping out of the rooms. Everyone starts peeking into the light. And luckily, we did have a two-minute moment for a quick adult cigarette before we got back on the road. This was the scramble of time at this point because the show is starting at 5 p.m. today. Now, we're Pacific West Coast 5 p.m., which means East Coast gets a normal start time of 8 p.m., but, you know, you don't want people out late on a Sunday. We had to do a lot of things, though, because Poyo had to get the car back first. Then we transferred to another car. It was a lot. We passed the cow slaughter center of the world, uh, which 
once again, that'll come back into play later. It really had a deep, dark smell there. There was just a lot of cows, and they were being led to slaughter. Really darkness out there. But we'll we'll get to later. There's another beef moment that's defining for me. So we get to this show, and I'll be honest here. What I'm supposed to be dealing with at this show is me versus Jeff Jarrett. That's it. Just me versus Jeff Jarrett, all right? Jeff Jarrett didn't show up. I'm informed of this pretty quick. Jeff Jarrett's not coming. Jeff Jarrett lives by his own schedule. That's fine. So I said, well, shit, Brett, let me dress up like a cowboy and still call his ass out. And he said, that's fine. We'll do that. Plans change, pal. And about 3.45, we are informed that Nick Wayne's opponent, Bandito, is not going to make it. These things happen. West Coast travel's crazy. He's coming out of Mexico. I get it. And they said, uh, hey, Effie, will you go fight Nick Wayne? Now, Nick Wayne is 16 years old. He's a child. Like, when we're on the road, people are always like, GCW is crazy. When we're on the road, Effie's like stepdad of the of the year. Like, Nick, are you good? You got your room key? You ready to go? We'll pick you up at one. Like, I'm always trying to dad Nick Wayne. And now I got to go kick his ass. And I'm informed of this, Peter. And you'll see the trend here of my matches uh, 40 minutes before the show starts. And they want me to be match one. So I go, well, kid, get ready. Because this is going to be chaotic. And I go out there with Nick Wayne. And now, I told the audience this, and I want to be clear. I opened this show. I opened the show in San Francisco. The first time GCW's been in San Francisco. It's a gay-ass place. And now I've got to fight a 16-year-old. So not only can I not do a lot of the shtick I'm going to do, which is fine. I'm a pro wrestler, dude. I had to come up with things in roughly 40 minutes. The match did not exist an hour before, much like the Tag Team Championship match that didn't exist an hour before. But I also am giving the San Francisco crowd for the first time uh, this wrestler version of Effie where I can't even say the name of my tag team in front of a child. Bussy are the tag team champions. You think I can just be out there talking about Bussy to a 16-year-old? You can't do that. So I said, I just have to call us Effie and Alley Catch. So I'm already feeling very uh, uh, restricted. Effie and Alley Catch sounds like a children's book that hasn't been written. At one point, I looked at Pollo Del Mar during this weekend, and I go, fuck it. Let's just go full PG and kick their ass at, at the kids' shit better than they can do it. And we kind of brained on it for a second, and I think it's where we're going to end up heading. I mean, we're talking Yo Gabba Gabba meets Mr. Rogers, but like in space. But they're fighting. Like, it's definitely wrestling. Think Eddie Kingston as Dragon Dragon, but Effie as a children's icon. It's going to be incredible. Mark Cuban, I need $41 million by Halloween. I tweeted it last week. I wasn't kidding. Uh, it's not a need, but more, a, I really want it for fun. The show starts. I beat Nick Wayne. I beat him. Tag team champion of the world. Effie does not lose in 2022. Double victories on the California coast for the weekend. And then I got to call out Jeff Jarrett again because he's not showing up, dude. I showed up at his house and I told him, I said, that's a warning. Me showing up at your house is a warning. It lets you know I know where you live, I know where you stay, I know what you do, and I can come back. But if I have to come back again, I'm going to be real pissed, Peter. Pissed? Pissed? I'm going to be real. Listen to this. My Southern's coming out because I'm getting fucking angry over here about Jeff Jarrett, which is embarrassing because I tried to be nonchalant about this dude for as long as I could. But I listed the dates. I said Columbus is on the 22nd. Detroit's on the 23rd. I got time in uh, Atlantic City, end of the month. I got time uh, in Las Vegas. If you want to wait till Memorial Day, we got a lot of dates coming up. It's going to be a big time. Tell me where to go, pal. Tell me where to go. Called him out. Felt good about it. The show was flawless. Beautiful show. Incredible show. I got to talk once again about Speedball Mike Bailey because 
I can't decide if I'm the. It's the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my whole life, or if it's like making me sick a little bit. But the sickness may just be like a slight jealousy. And here's why: this man wrestled in Pittsburgh Friday night. No, Saturday night. Wrestled in Pittsburgh Saturday night against Lee Moriarty, who's just one of the best all around in the world. He would he would tell you no if you said he's the best wrestler in North America. But there's there's an argument to be made. And then flew to California. Was going to fight Minoru Suzuki, who I luckily got away with just kissing him because Mike Bailey did not get away with that. He got his ass beat. Beat. And he beat ass right back. But in the middle of this, as he lands with no sleep, where I would be looking for a corner to go like, if I can sleep for 40 minutes, I'll live. This man's in here working out holds and practicing and teaching kids how to wrestle before the show even starts. And I'm going... Veda Scott, this is insanity. She goes, I know, but you can't stop him. He just keeps going and keeps working. He's a marvel and he's a wizard. And we, there are certain things we're always going to clash about a little bit because we have a different look at pro wrestling. But thank God, because it makes me gain new perspective and it makes me think. And he motivated the shit out of me. There's been nobody that's motivated me more this year than Speedball Mike Bailey. I'll say that right here. And I mean that from my heart. Uh, After the show, we're getting back to the beef. Because I was invited to dinner after the show. And it was a pretty small crowd of us. I don't have to get into detail. But Nick Wayne was there, which is good. Because he should experience fancy things after getting his ass kicked. He didn't really get his ass kicked. I kind of snuck a win out there, Peter. But that's what Veteran's Instinct will give you, you know? He's 16. I've been wrestling for 600 years, you know? Who knows? Millennia and time are a construct. What what does it all mean? We leave, uh, we leave the venue. We head over there to this magic restaurant called, are you ready for this? The House of Prime Rib. Now, let me tell you about the menu of the House of Prime Rib. The House. The House of Prime Rib. Let me tell you what they serve at the House of Prime Rib. Only Prime Rib, okay? This whole restaurant is carts with men cutting up pieces of Prime Rib. The different options on the menu are how you should get your Prime Rib cut. And so we are served all this Prime Rib, this beautiful meat, you know, what a celebration after a debut in San Francisco. And it really is. It's a marvelous dinner. I'm here and I'm yelling at Alley Catch because her flight's leaving in 20, 30 minutes. And she's going, I want dessert. And I'm going, you're going to miss your plane. She did not miss her plane. She could have had dessert. She's smarter than me sometimes. But I was really in concerned dad mode after beating up a 16-year-old and trying to look out for my tag partner. And I'm feeling like I'm at this restaurant too long. I mean, there's a certain point, Peter, where I like, I turn off and it's fine. I can't control it. I explain it to people. I go, I'm off. Like, I can't turn it back on. We're done. Like, I've been eating meat. I'm good. I've been awake for a long time. I haven't slept a lot. I'm going, why am I at this restaurant so long? And it was perfect meat, delicious meal. I mean, service out the ass. Longer and longer. Peter, I get up to go get our bags at the exact moment. Now, me and Nick Wayne are both standing there to go get our bags. We're going to Uber to the hotel. We're leaving at like 5 a.m. To, to fly out. A fight breaks out in the house of Prime Rib. Oh, my God. And there's this drunk-ass old dude who looks like Bam Margera's uncle, just kind of like a big piece of shit. And he's trying to fight this group of dudes in the house of Prime Rib. And he's so drunk, he's throwing shit, and he's going crazy. And Nick Wayne clarified this for me, thank God. At one point, he said, my backpack just slipped off my back, and I made like kind of a look, like, if I'm going to have to step in, I'm going to have to step in. And I was like, I'll go over there if I have to. I don't want to. But sometimes, if you know how to do a sleeper hold, and this restaurant full of people who are used to serving high-end prime rib are trying to hold back a drunk man, you know, sometimes daddy got to step in and put in a sleeper hold. Now, I'm glad I didn't. It's good. But it's good to hear that I was, I kind of went into like, mm, I'm going to get you mode in the middle of this fight. We go outside the restaurant. 
uh, and the police show up. They drag this guy out, and our Uber pulls up, and I go back to the hotel and go to bed. But I'm sitting here going, why am I at this fucking restaurant so long? And it's because I needed to see this fight happen. And they said, just hold on. And I'm going, I need to leave. I peed three times in this restaurant. There's too many times. I got to go. I got to witness the fight in the house of primary. A woman screamed. It was incredible. Glasses were broken. I feel really bad for the restaurant, but they handled it extremely well. And you know, the cops pulled this drunk ass piece of shit out of this restaurant. God. But I'm so glad I got to witness it. And luckily, I even ran back to our table and was like, guys, there's a fight happening. You can come back out here. Incredible moment. Shout out San Francisco. Shout out the West Coast. Now, I will say this. I got back to the airport and I'm excited. I'm on the same, you know, I'm on the same flight as Nick Wayne to Seattle and then I'm going to go straight home. We're chilling. We're there super early. They go, did they not tell you? I go, what? She goes, oh, your flight to Atlanta is not going to be until Tuesday night now. And I go, what? Yeah. So Alaska Air had just changed the flight and they were just like going to slip it to me last second and be like, you could just hang out in Seattle for a day. And I was like, no way. And folks, this is a message to pro wrestlers. If you're going to be on the road traveling, get frequent flyer accounts, get these things, not just so you can maybe take your partner out once a year to something nice like going skiing. But so also when you're looking at the freaking ground and going, fuck me, I can't get out of San Francisco. You can flex those Delta points. You can get on a direct flight home and you can land by 345 so you don't miss your fucking Monday Not Raw stream for the third week in a row. I made the stream, Peter. I got home. I shouldn't have made it at all. I was supposed to get to Seattle and just sit there for a day. And I was like, this is the worst. Even landing the next day, I was going to get there too late. But I made it. I made it all the way home and uh, came home to a package from WrestleBuds, which at the beginning of our show was our unpaid sponsor this week. WrestleBuds with a Z. God bless them. I won't give any identity away. It's someone I knew from a long ago that I got to reconnect with, and they are fantastic. WrestleBuds, the 420 sales coming up. Those cereal bars go really good in that extra creamy oat milk. You can break them down. They'll take you on a mind journey. I ate one of those before we went to see Sonic 2 last night, Peter. And Peter, Sonic 2 was about the best movie I've seen all year. It had jokes. It had pop culture references. It had Knuckles the Echidna. It had Tails who was very, really underwent the hero's journey in this. It had Magic Sonic. It had James Marsden, who was Cyclops in the X-Men series that Brian Singer did. He should be in prison. It was just a magic moment. And there was this side plot. There was a Bridezilla side plot that you you could tell they were like, we got to add a little bit to this movie. And Sonic wasn't in a lot of this part. And it was some of the best acting of the whole thing, watching the Bridezilla plot points of Sonic 2 really made it magic. The art style was there. It had all the moments. Jim Carrey in another, you know, did you see Man on the Moon? His yeah. his uh Andy Kaufman uh-huh. portrayal very much in that vein. If Man on the Moon fucked the Grinch consensually, it would be Dr. Eggman, Dr. Robotnik from Sonic 2. I was disappointed in the Jim Carrey in Sonic 1. Wasn't quite there, but the journey that he's been able to make and the inclusion of the Chaos Emerald, I mean, you're talking about historic fan lore that's finally getting serviced. It was a magic, magic ride. I recommend it wow. to everyone. Did you see the documentary they made about Man on the Moon and Jim Carrey's general insanity around that? Yeah, and you know what? I, I used to say, oh, I would never do that if I was Jim Carrey on the set of Man on the Moon. But then I thought about it, and good for Jim Carrey. He should fuck on these people, because... 
a lot of these people, it's not like you're really causing them inconvenience, but like you can at least give them something to talk about later. Like imagine you finish your 14 hour day on the Jim Carrey's doing Andy Kaufman movie and people are like, how was that today? And you were like, it was pretty normal. It shouldn't be. No, they should be like, it was crazy and a nightmare. And I don't know if he knows who he is anymore. And he's going just like Kaufman, you fools. And they're getting to talk. I don't know. Don't treat people poorly. But also, if Jim Carrey's doing Andy Kaufman, maybe you should fucking lower your expectations on how sweet he should be to you. I don't know. You're paying the guy millions of dollars to be Andy Kaufman. He's probably going to fuck around. That's what Andy Kaufman would do. Amazing. We have questions, right, Peter? Yes. This is dense. Uh, I I, want to let people know real quick, though, I am drinking Spider-Man juice. That's why I'm all jumbly today. Spider-Man G Fuel juice tastes just like Spider-Man, but the older one. It's definitely the Tobey Maguire. It's like a, there's an age to it. um, While you were at Sonic, I was at the Knocked Loose show. (laughs) This is incredible. And as soon as I walked through security, uh, ran into none other than Zicky Dice. The one and only Zicky Dice, who was texting me the day before because we're both going to Winnipeg, Canada this weekend. And he texted me, hey, I'm going to the Knocked Loose show. And I said, have fun. And then what do I get? I get a picture of of you and Will at the Knocked Loose show. It warmed my heart. It did not warm my neck. My neck was fucked up, Peter, and I was not going <laughs> to... I was almost... Like, Zicky almost convinced me before I even know you were going. I was like, ah, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Knock Loose guy, but I like going to hardcore shows because yeah. you can just be kind of a piece of shit and just dance around. But I was glad to see you boys there can having we, the can time. Can we please... Because Will is hooked now. That was his first anything in that genre that he's ever gone to. He is he's starting strong uh-huh uh zicky wants me to go to the comeback kids show in winnipeg this oh, friday shit. after we wrestle he's like hey after you wrestle fucking the undead zombie pco will you come to the knock uh, to the comeback kids show and i'm like i don't this kid may not come back i don't know how i'm gonna be feeling my chiropractor asked me to come back today in four hours time he said hey man what are you doing later and i was like oh, i'm just chilling he goes could you come back in four hours and see if we could really crank this thing out and i was like is it that bad? And he was like, oh, it's so bad. I concern them when I laugh. How's your body feel after a hardcore show? Uh, I knew that I'm how old I am and have <laughs> been to enough of these that I, I did conserve my energy up until the band that I was really there to see. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely feeling it today. That's If you weren't feeling it, I think that's less less exciting yeah it's like when i feel sore like that's the bare minimum i'm gonna feel but like i'm feeling we're feeling you -hmm. know you went to a show last night you gotta think about it every few minutes yeah you have to go through the uh the process hey if you play in a band i want to be very clear with you if you play in any kind of band if you're on the road if you're a musician please try to get your spine adjusted because every night i'm sure you're watching knock loose going like these dudes went in like they went all the way in you're hanging a guitar around your neck, you're at the drums, you're running, you're singing. Get your body looked at. Check your body. Get a massage even. Check your body out. Uh, musicians don't think of that, I think, as much as a, a, an athlete wrestler type person would. But I think we're, we're fucking up the same parts, baby. So let's, let's look out for each other. We want your bands to be able to tour forever. Look at Keith Richards. You don't have to like put the blood of children inside of your veins, but you can look after your spinal health and well-being and you know, take care of your body when it's got tensions. Do yoga. God, do yoga. I keep telling people to do yoga. They don't under, They think it's like a joke yoga, and you can do that. But like, when I get in, I get in, Peter. And my pelvis feels great. 
when I suck the nipple into a Northern Light suplex and bridge, my yoga shows off. I got a sexy little nipple bridge. All right, we have a question. This is from Tony. Hello, Peter and Effie. My question this week is for Effie. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of managers? Oh, this is going to cause some controversy, isn't it? Um, okay, so this is strictly speaking in the sense of their managerial output on screen and not who they are afterwards. Okay, so number four, we're going to say is Captain Lou Albano, because not only was he a marvel of management, but he also really kind of made that cross into the mainstream. He did some stuff with Cindy Lauper and did some acting and was in the cartoons. So he's a big deal. And I love it. Um, the third is, is going to be the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Now, Jimmy Hart is a real weird dude, like a real weird dude. Um, and he has a tiki bar and restaurant in Florida that you can go visit. Uh, he wears a lot of like short shorts now. He's a, he was big with Hulk Hogan, but he really would manage literally anybody. Uh, and now I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to be careful with number two and one. Um, I'm a huge Ernie Roth fan and I'm going to call him Ernie Roth. Because he was known as the Grand Wizard when he was in wrestling. I'm pretty sure he was gay too. I don't know. I might be wrong. Let me take a look. Let me let's find out first. Um, he's incredible. He started as a DJ, worked for Barnett, you know, worked in the WWF. He uh he managed Mr. Fuji, who later became a manager. He was like a big deal look. You can go back and look at him. He wore a turban and some crazy glasses. Um yeah, okay, so he definitely was a, a hidden homosexual. We love that. Shout out Ernie Roth. Here's the number one, and this is where they get mad. And I have to bring this up because I talked to my mom on the phone the other day, and she said, you should let me manage you sometime. And I go, yeah. And my mom doesn't know anything about current landscape of where this man would stand. And she goes, Effie Taylor, I'm going to be your Jim Cornette, and I'll come out there with a tennis racket, and I'll be just like Jim Cornette and scream at everybody and run around and hit people with my tennis racket. Now, Peter, Jim Cornette now is known for his uh, embarrassing hot takes on wrestling from the perspective of someone who's had great success in wrestling. And he is not a fan of a lot of things that I would do. Uh, he is not a fan of a lot of people I work with. And he is uh, quite critical of the type of wrestling that I'm possibly around most of the time. But for my mother to say that she wants to be like Jim Cornette, that wild, crazy piece of shit, and wants to be the tennis racket manager, Jim Cornette is listed as the number one manager for Effie of all time, just in character performance and not at all in who he is as a human being. As Ricky Morton would say, don't, don't get worked up, baby. But... I do get a little worked up sometimes, but I have to acknowledge and put it where it stands. What a great question from Tony. Thank you, Tony. 